started. Um, hello! Welcome to the Friends and News Podcast. Um, we are doing episode 77. Can you wow. believe it? I know, I right? We've been doing this for like at least three months. 77 um, years. Yeah. yeah. 77 years. Um, get the business out of the way. You can find us on... And by the way, I updated us. We ha- now have episodes... Uh, I think like 30 all the way up to our last one, um, the Sri Lanka uh, fiasco. Um, so we got a good half of our catalog there. I'm going to start working backwards now. Um, but you can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, the Facebook, or the Meta. Um, where else? Where else? Bump, rumbles on Bumbles. Uh, uh, Anchor and Spotify. Um, so tonight we've been a, a lot lately, been dealing with like heavier topics outside of our music one, which which was two episodes ago. It's still one of my favorites. I had a blast on that one. Um, but we've been dealing with like heavy stuff, and I wanted to deal with something that leans towards the heavy, but it's kind of uplifting. So I wanted to talk because in recent news. We've had a few like straight up regular guy heroes just doing what you got to do. Um, the first, the first one I wanted to mention is this guy right behind me, um, Eli Dickens, I believe is his name, um, and he is the guy that was in Indiana. That um, there is an active shooter. Walks into the mall. He's he's like hiding in the bathroom. With he was an active shooter. Uh, no, the the shooter was. The oh shooter, yeah, shooter was an active shooter. He was an inactive shooter. Okay. Um, but so story is is that he was carrying a concealed weapon. They were trying to vilify him a little bit at the beginning of this. I, I at least that's what I heard is what he wasn't supposed to have an old uh, uh, concealed weapon in this mall. Yada yada yada. And I think it just got, they got beat down because I couldn't even find a story about it. I did find one that talked about Good Samaritans and how killing should never be part of that. Good Samaritan is about helping somebody on the side of the road, but I'd say this was helping a lot of people and keeping them alive. So for me, Good Samaritan's fine. But every time you see Good Samaritan, they always put it in quotes. I found interesting in whatever story. It's like Good Samaritan. Um, but the kid, he's like 22, 20, or no, I think he's 25. Um, he was at the mall. He uh, he pushes his girlfriend behind a uh, kiosk, pulls out his gun, and doesn't just shoot the guy, um, but puts eight in him out of ten shots. And the, the whole time he's doing this, it wasn't like, it was at 40 yards at the begin with, but from my understanding, from what I read, he was closing the distance. He was like heading, he was moving towards this guy. So, I mean. And what's his name? Let's say, because he's peeking up behind your shoulder. Uh, it's Eli Dickens. Or Elijah or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he looks like a hardcore killer, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, Especially with that shirt. What's that? I said, especially yeah. with that shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he looks like he's a member of the chess club, actually at you know <laughs> Harvard. But um, brave, brave son of a bitch. Um, 
I'd like to think that's what I do. I don't know. Most of the hostile things I deal with don't have weapons, so I'm, I, you know, there's a there's a bit of comfort in that. I don't know with a gun. That's a scary, scary thought. But um, yeah, I, I just that he's what inspired me. I was because I I couldn't imagine like when I first heard about it, it really did seem like there there was a lot of on the fence talk, like he shouldn't have had a concealed weapon, and it really does. Um, it opens up that the the question of the guy, and maybe not this guy, but I know the guy on the Fourth of July. He had legal weapons that he was licensed to have, and he did harm. This guy had a legal weapon that he was licensed to have, and he did good. And it does, you know, it does open up the uh, the 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 arguments for you know for and against. I can see where where both sides have an argument. This, who knows? Maybe this will have a little bit of a an effect on how people look at it because. Right now, everybody thinks of him as a hero. Um, he was one of the one of the guys that I was going to talk about. The other one, um, I sent Mike a PowerPoint. If you want to try and pull it up, uh, the guy, this guy, no firearms involved, but oh, do you, do you have able, the ability to share the screen, Mike? Or here we go. So the other guy is this guy, Nick Bostic. Can you guys see that okay? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. You want Let me to see if I can play this. Yeah. Um, did you hear about this guy, Jack? I'm trying to see what uh what you got over there. I'm waiting for the next slide, but I don't think I have, Zeus, to be honest with you. I heard about the first guy you mentioned, and uh, I think the guy, the active shooter that he took down. I could be wrong, but he had a rifle, I believe. AR-15, I think, as is, that's like the, the gun of the, the madman. Right, right. So this kid took his, his pistol up against a guy with an AR-15. So that takes an extra amount of balls, I would say. Yeah, Glock 21, it's a 9mm. It was at 40 yards, they're saying. Yes, Great. but this guy, if he had missed repeatedly, this guy would have obviously turned his AR-15 on him and taking him out. So, you know, definitely, you know, kudos to the young man, because I think a lot of people wouldn't, even with a gun, wouldn't have the balls to engage like that. I, I, I just don't see, I, I think most people wouldn't. So he's definitely a hero. I don't care what they say about the mall regulations. You know, yeah, the mall cop, the mall cop wasn't going to do anything like this. He would have gotten shot. And no military training. Um, the story is, is he, his dad, his grandfather, um, took him out and taught him how to shoot. Well, that's well, the thing. I mean, having having a weapon, being in the right place at the right time, and knowing how to use it are three different things. And this guy definitely knew how to use it. And he, and he reacted almost instantaneously. I mean, within seconds. Yeah, they said yeah. 15 seconds. So... Well, it's funny too, though, because I, I heard the active shooter Mike did shoot at least four people. Is that right, Zeus? I want to say it was six. Four of them died. Two were injured. I think okay. it, it could have been more injured, but I'm fairly confident it was three or four that died. I want to say four. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying it's it's one of those things. You know, when when Zeus says, you know, I'd like to think I would 
react this way. I mean, I think we'd all like to think we'd react that way, but it's really, it, it's beyond like what you want to do. I think this is just my opinion. I think, you know, obviously if the guy's been training, he knows how to use the weapon that provides confidence. You know, if he had just bought that and got his carry permit the day before, I doubt he'd be so quick on the, but that's the thing. He didn't draw have there. like tactical training. He had no military training. He was taught how to shoot a gun. Right. A but for some, stress. I mean, he's proficient, you know, which is yeah. huge. But yeah. I'm just saying it's not just having the right tool and the willingness. You also have to have the yeah. nerve and the Great. and you have to be able to jump in and assess a situation very quickly. Um, you know, it's like that whole thing, like I'm one of those people, like when I was younger, I'd get in an argument with someone, I would figure out the perfect thing to say three hours later, right? Wow. <laughs> like it was like, I'd be like, Damn work it, in a <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so I'd like to think, right. But who, who knows? I mean, the fact is we don't know till we're, till we're really, uh, well, we're really challenged. And I think I honestly, I'm one of these people, I do believe the moment picks you to a yeah. degree um yeah. just for i mean let's put it into perspective 40 yards is nearly half a football field um when i was in the army i learned to shoot an m16 and we did i, I want to say 300 yards and i was an expert i was good with an ar-15 so and i and you know i'm not i'm i'm you know not an avid gun user or anything i was just good with it i knew how to aim point and shoot um, so with an M16, you got a pretty damn good chance of taking somebody out at 40 yards. Oh, that's yeah. Shots. Um, with a pistol, however, that's a whole nother animal. There's a lot more involved in that. It's mm -hmm. how you hold it. It's you take breaths, all kinds of stuff that's involved. And he put eight into this guy. It's Even astounding. If, what's that? It's astounding. It's amazing. It's amazing. Should should I play this video? Can you guys see this? Well, we don't have it on the main screen yet. You got to click on the uh, I do the slide. Oh, you do? I okay. do. Maybe it's not showing on. Yeah, go ahead and play it. This is a really great video. So this other guy, no guns involved, just a hero. Um, oh no, I, I don't see the video either. I see I see PowerPoint. That's what I'm looking at. So the next guy that I wanted to talk about was this guy, Nick Bostic. He's, he, I believe, was 22 years old, pizza delivery guy. He's driving down the street, and he sees his house on fire, and it's blazing. Uh, what you'll see in the video when, when we show it later is uh, the tail end of it. So he's, he's coming running up to the firefighters with... Uh, this little girl in his hand they immediately he's just sitting on the sidewalk and they're trying to take care of him and he's like is she okay oh my god is she okay like he's worried about the little girl and uh they put him down on the on the ground and immediately you see him putting a, a tourniquet on his forearm because he bashed a, a window and jumped out with this little girl but um that wasn't the only one that he saved. He saved five kids that in this fire. Yeah. And then they were like, there's another girl in there. So he ran back. He ran around. I guess he ran around the house 
to begin with to the back where it wasn't as bad and covers his face with his shirt to protect him from the smoke and just goes in blind listening for her voice, finds her, pulls her out. And the video, the video that we'll show at the end uh, shows it all. And it's just the nobility of it. Like this is like literally he got, he had no horse in the race. He could have been just like a million other people that just stand there and look at the fire and don't do anything. And he not only went in once and saved four kids, but then goes and puts himself in far more jeopardy uh, to save a six-year-old girl. Uh, so, so kudos to him. And you, you saw the picture of him. His, his arm got jacked up. No offense, Jack. Um, <laughs> it got it got shredded apparently. Um, I mean, if you were to ask me, I'm pretty. I'm I'm guessing we're gonna probably if we hear about him anymore, we're gonna hear like muscle damage, something like that. Because if they're putting on a tourniquet, it was deep. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was a really cool story. The video the video's pretty intense. Um, I want to say that they, they, with these two guys, they've got GoFundMe already for them. Um, but yeah, man, and talk about intestinal fortitude. I don't, I think at 22 years old, I was probably more likely to start the fire than to save anybody from it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, when you're, but also, I mean, do you think there's a part of this with, with, uh, the age? I mean, if you're that age, you're not thinking of mortality very often and you don't have you're not necessarily someone that has people that are relying on you for their well-being at that point i'm not i'm not saying it's easy i'm just saying maybe there is something with that i think it's probably age. yeah i think i think um i mean we don't really learn about mortality in our youth until usually you lose somebody or you hear of somebody that had some impact on your life. You know, maybe it's a Jimi Hendrix, you know, dies of a drug overdose when you're like 13. And, and that's when you learn about mortality. I'm never going to hear or see anything new from that person ever again. And then you kind of reflect that back on yourself. And that's where we really get our grasp of mortality that's how i think it probably works mm -hmm. i mean everything we do is learned experience um there's nothing that's just infused in you from birth that's all instinct that's eat drink run you know those things um to do something that brave especially at his age where he's at the like cusp of that knowing my mortality thing we're at 21 22 you're still kind of invincible you'll still do some pretty fucking stupid things even if it's just drinking way more than a human should drink in a night you do stupid things and you feel you feel as though it won't affect you because it never did before but this is your first experience you know um so i think i probably carried that on too far i wanted to address what mike had said because i think there's an interesting um comparison here in these the heroes in these stories and some of the other ones that I'll, I'll talk about are all around the same age um, 
that says something good for the millennials that we don't normally talk about, I guess. If these kids, if these kids are all about 22 to 25 years old, you know, maybe there's hope yeah, but, yet. But what I was going to get at is that the ones that are going into the malls and shooting innocent people or walking into the Walmart in, I want to say it was El Senia, uh, Texas, El pa I know it's near El Paso. They're 25, you know, 22, 25. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And what I fear is that we have more, we have, we have pretty much the same amount of the heroic ones that are out there. But now I think there's been an upswing in the, the dastardly, uh, you know, sons of bitches that just want to watch the world burn. I think that number is growing. The other number is kind of staying the same because all those, all those kids are like, I mean, yes, you got some stragglers that are like 16, 18, but most of them are in that 20 to 25 range and they just disassociated with society and they do bad things. And then you got the, the same age group probably with fathers in the home, you know, the, the, the one kid, his grandfather's one that taught him how to shoot the gun. So at least he had a positive real, role model, male role model. Um, it's just interesting. I, 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 I'm curious to see how it, it pans out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a small, I don't think that's a small point, Zeus, that, you know, behavior, any behavior, good behavior, bad behavior is really modeled. Right. So, People that, you know, exhibit any type of chronic behavior, typically they've seen it. They've seen it before in their life, either, you know, from their parents, from siblings, from friends, whatever. Um, you know, if you grow up in a household with a strong father figure in the house that teaches, you know, the right and wrong and, and chivalry, not in the lord of the Rings sense but you know in general and all this sort of stuff it, it kind of gets ingrained into you if you don't have that person or if you have someone that is abusive to your mom or you know just kind of a rat or whatever or, well, you, you know, know you're not you're not seeing that you're not seeing that behavior model to to do and i think your point and i don't know i mean i could be totally wrong but i bet you both of these guys the kid that ran in the house and the other one probably have some pretty positive role models in their life. Well, yeah, definitely the one. I don't know anything about the Nick Bostic, the, the pizza hut or pizza delivery guy. Oh, well, shameless plug. Hope we get some money. Um, <laughs> um, but what I will say is that we do hear broken homes with, with, with the people that are doing the bad things. And, and it, like this guy, one of the first things they talk about is that his grandfather taught him to shoot so that leads me to believe that there's at least one male role model and you know or not one positive role model because i was going to say i don't even necessarily think that it has to be a male role model i think that it has to be a different um thought processes so you know in our in our binary non-binary world you know, two, two women that raise a child or two men that raise a child. I think that's just as good, but it, I think it's that not having a soundboard for one of them to play off the other. I think that, I think that it can be just as effective with any nuclear type family. 
Um, but may, you know, who knows? We're at the beginning of a lot of these societal changes. We will know more 50 years from now, but um, I, it, like Jack was saying, it does, it does bode well for the millennials, at least with these two guys, um, you know, being more current and, and, and yeah, like I said, just being in this time period, they're, they're showing a, a, um, a positive for millennials. I don't know if I like or dislike millennials. I, I don't like a lot of the things that are coming out at the same time as millennials are something that we're discussing, but, uh, but yeah, they're pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go back a little further. So <clears throat> there was this guy uh, named James Shaw Jr. He was at a, I, I want to, I don't want to state it wrong. It wasn't a Denny's. It was a Waffle House. Um, this was around like, I want to say maybe 2017, 2018. Some guy uh, walks into the Waffle House and starts shooting people. And uh, this guy, and I love what he says later, he, he got grazed on the elbow and then he went into survival mode and it was legitimately survival mode. Um, and like tackle guy, Russell, he grabbed the gun. He got second degree burns on his, on his hands from grabbing the gun. Um, but the, the shooter ran out and they, I guess they caught him later, but, uh, he definitely saved lives. Um, he had a great, uh, statement. He said, uh, I did that completely out of a selfish act. I was completely doing it just to save myself. Now, me doing that, I did save other people. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I don't mind that. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that was, I was going to bring this up earlier. Like, how much in these situations, you know, if there's a scale of, you know, being purely selfish and then selfless, right? So, I, and I got to believe there's got to be instances like that, like something happens and and someone's like, hell no, and like starts whooping some butt, you know, on the bad guys. And then it's like, oh, yeah, okay, there were 20 other people here that got saved. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure that happens a lot. But Zeus, I don't, I mean, I think there's more good people than, than crazy bad people. I do too, but I don't think, I think the bad people, don't see them. they're presenting themselves more. And they're being presented more. Yeah, and 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 if we look at, I mean, we could actually, if we really wanted to delve deep into this, um, the bad people are going to places with very vulnerable targets for the most part. Um, Walmart's, not where you see the fittest people. Um, Waffle Houses, I mean, we want to make our jokes, you can say... <laughs> Probably geriatric. A lot I don't of geriatric. think that's a fair statement, Zeus. Come What's on. that? I don't think that's a fair statement. I'm being, I'm, I'm being a bit sarcastic with that, but what I'm saying is that they're, they're not, they're soft targets. They're, they're places where people are in a leisurely eating waffles. Everywhere is a soft target. Oh. I mean, yeah, that's, where that's, is not a soft target? Yeah, that's what they pretty much. The military base. 
they no, did that. Even, this, even the guy you talked about attacked a food court in a mall. You had the guy in Buffalo go after his, like a stop and shop or some kind of supermarket. And then obviously we had we had recently Uvalde, the softest target of all, a public school with the doors open. Yeah. Um, so you're right, though, Zeus. They're picking those places because the chances of them getting taken out by an armed civilian or even a cop are very, very slim, right? Until the damage is done. I think I think most of these crackpots know that in the end they're gonna get taken out, right? I, mean, I think some of them wanna get taken out. Yeah. Right. Is to kill as many people as possible. So before, naturally, before. they're going to pick a, a target where it's going to be fish in a barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which again leads, I, I think, you know, if you want to compare them, the rest, the guy going into the small restaurant is certainly more vulnerable to be t being taken down, I think, than uh, uh, a Walmart or a mall where mm -hmm. there's a those Walmart people are pretty tough. They, well, they sell guns in there. The keep in mind, <laughs> they sell guns, guns and knives yeah. in Walmart. Oh, dude, I think I, I don't know. Am, am I the only one that's thought about these situations and like what would you do? And like I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna find the soup aisle or whatever. I'm gonna find cans and pillowcases yeah. and I'm gonna try and I mean if I have the wherewithal to do it, cans and I mean to to shield yourself. No, you put a few cans in a oh. in a in a, in a pillowcase. I thought you were gonna be hiding behind soup cans. Well, that too. Get those, get those big chunky, chunky soup cans with the beef in it. No, it's a real stopping power. It's more like the movie with Steve Martin, the jerk. He hates these cans. Yeah, you'll see Zeus getting shot out because of the can. This guy, you know, hates cream of mushroom soup. Get this cream. Everybody has thought about it. Grab a wrench, yeah. grab a hammer, fucking do, yeah. would you do something? So yeah, I probably would lean towards wanting to be at the Walmart <laughs> or the mall. There's a lot, where, of, lot of choices there. Yeah, much, quite a bit more choices. Maybe not the mall. Actually, the Walmart's probably the safest one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, you can hunker down. You can live there for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I, I just feel like, you know, you guys were saying that somebody went into a hospital and did this. I haven't heard one about a hospital because that one would affect me greatly. I haven't heard about yeah, that. Yeah, the guy assassinated his doctor. Oh, well, that's not, I'm talking mass shootings. I don't think I've heard Yeah, well, he killed, he killed like two or three other people too in the hospital. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. I know there was one where I work um, around 2016, some guy had a gun and he, he shot it off, but I, I think he maybe clipped one person and then that was it. Um, but he got he got taken out by like hospital security. We got we got some pretty badass security there. They're big dudes. Yeah. There was one in Tulsa, uh, Zeus, a while back of a mass shooting. Okay, I just hadn't heard. Of it. Generally, I mean, I I I, I do. It, it's really awful because they do. It's like you said, they're going for the most damage possible. Like the guy, like the guy in um in Las Vegas. He was shooting into yeah. a concert or the Ariana Grande thing where they set up pipe bombs in a concert. Did they ever figure out what his beef was? They've um, never released anything about that. 
There's uh, like no I problem. I don't like that either. I don't like when they don't give us the, the end of the story. But um, where's Paul Harvey when you need him? <laughs> Come on, call that guy. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to mention about this uh, James Shaw Jr. He's the guy that was uh, at the uh, the Waffle House. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I like about this is I'm no I was noticing a trend that they're doing these GoFundMe. So this guy, like they did a GoFundMe and he got like two hundred thousand dollars or greater. It says greater than two hundred thousand. But I really love what he said because he was like, it's like out of, out of cowardice comes strength. You know what I mean? Um, it was, it was, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see somebody overcome that fight or flight. That's like, that's like breaking your caveman brain. That's like really cool shit. Yeah. It's again, it's the, the selflessness and, and not just the desire, but the ability and Let's face it, some luck, you know, to be in a, a good position at the at the right time, you know. Yeah. Um, I was reading the article. It said when the gunman, like, stopped either to, like, reload or his gun jammed for just a moment, that's when he, like, jumped. He took that opportunity to jump on and try to grab the gun away from the guy. Yeah, and, uh, I didn't read anything about military training or anything like that. He was an electrician. That's what he was. Um, not a, a, um, a job that teaches you very much about self-defense. Um, <laughs> well, so, you know. Well, how not to electrocute yourself. Yeah, maybe if he had a battery and a couple wires, he could have, you know, MacGyvered it. real damage. <laughs> um, but <laughs> giving him the chair right there. Um, it's also, it's, it can be dangerous it is dangerous, obviously, to jump into something like that because not only are you going to draw enemy fire, you know, or the attention of whoever's being a crazy person, um, but other people may mistake you as the bad guy. So if you have a weapon and you're in uh, Home Depot and you're sitting in the crapper, and you start hearing bullets going off, you know, being fired, and you're like, oh, man, I got this. And you get up, and you go out, and you see this guy, like, shooting down an aisle, and then you shoot him, and it turns out he's another concealed carry guy that was shooting <laughs> at the guy that was really shooting, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, there's a lot of luck. But I thought, you thought, but I thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think there was a case, I don't, I, I, it was in, within this, uh, the last year, but where a guy who this was outside and he was responding to someone that was shooting and he started shooting them and the police shot the guy that was the good guy. Yeah. And killed I, him. Just, I'm sorry, I'm picturing the end of Reservoir Dogs where it's like, don't you stop pointing that gun at my daddy. <laughs> like just the, the confusion of it all. Pointing everybody's pointing guns at everybody. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's also having the, the ability, like I've always thought, and I think I mentioned this before, like I've got, I've been always really good at looking at a car taillights, that car's taillights like way ahead and like identifying what the car is. Like it's, I've just done it since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten pretty, so I'm like, man, if I was ever in a situation where there was like some bad guy in a getaway car trying to get away. And I happen to be in the right spot, <laughs> like a mile away. I could be like, that was an 88 Plymouth Colt. I can guarantee it. I don't know the color, you know, whatever. Yes, officer, that was a Buick Corsair. I can yeah. 
<laughs> just by the taillights. But I mean, it's like Get the blade okay, number. No, what, no. The were awesome. But what are the odds that that would ever happen to me? I'd have to be in the. You know, I'd be the guy. At, I'm who you want in that position, but who knows? Yeah, then you'd be a real hero, Mike. Then I'd be a real. I'd be a real hero. So you follow them a mile back for how long? No, I just I see them and then I pass them and yeah. I'm just saying. There's a lot of luck involved in this. And I and think I there's by and gave him one of these. I think there's a lot of people like the uh the dudes that want to play cop, right? You know, they get the tripped out truck or the car and they're like packing heat and they got the high and tight and they're all like got the vests and the, whatever. And and then yeah, and then you got this kid that was just the pizza delivery guys driving by seeing a house on fire just effort goes goes running in i mean it's it's hard to know man i like yeah, to think that, they, I got, that. they gave him a huge sum of money he said it was like life-changing yeah. like in this case with pizza guy he's not making he's not making good money because it's not generally us it's not the 50 year old guys that order the pizza we're like fuck that i'm not gonna pay 30 dollars for a pizza it's it's teenagers and 20 year olds that don't tip <laughs> you know he was probably like well this has got to be better than anything else i was doing tonight um well, let's he ran he... back in there to get his tip yeah maybe he set the fire where's my effing tip yeah maybe he burned the place down. maybe he set the fire because the next one that i wanted to talk about um was we didn't start the fire though no it was always burning Nice. Billy Joel started the fire. Yeah. JFK. Um, so the next guy, do you guys remember this guy? Um, his name is Glendale Oakley. He was um, the one in El Paso. Glendon. Glendon. Yeah. Glendon. Yeah. Um, so he. In, what's that? Was that the church? No, I believe it was a Walmart. It was, or a, or a you know a, one of those kind of stores, and he. Um, Dude walks in. Yeah, I'm 90% sure it was the Walmart. It's the one that they started to say that this was focused on Hispanic people. Like the, the oh, oh, yeah. And so this guy, um, Glendon Oakley, he was, he was military. I know he's, I was talking earlier. I didn't really want to do it about military because military, you kind of go in, you're always in hero mode. Like, or you got that, that, that plan B part of you. That um, training. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can walk around regular, but shit goes down, you know what to do. Um, so this guy, um, he's in there, he sees a guy, thinks it's squirrely. Um, I wanna say he came like face to face with the guy and then turned around and ran the other ran the other way, and then he gets to like it's it's in a mall, he gets to this play area, and there's all these kids in there. So he grabs like five or five or six kids and takes them down down a few more stores and gets them safe. Um, but yeah, he he was considered he was considered a hero. Um, he said, um, "I didn't even think. I just grabbed as many kids as I could and ran five stores down to the exit. Uh, we got there and ran into a whole batch of police pointing their guns at us." I wasn't focused on myself and I wasn't focused on my surroundings. I was just focused on those kids. So, um, I mean, I get that. Um, 
I told you guys about um, not too long ago when I uh, jumped the fence to chase chase the dude that ran out of the ER. Clearly, he was a mental patient. Um, and nobody was jumping over the fence. This was what I found upsetting. And here I am, the 50-year-old guy, slowly climbing over the fence, but climbing over the fence nonetheless, because when I saw over on the other side of the fence, it was like kids everywhere. Like, so I get, I get that. That does kind of put, I think that would, you see kids in danger. I think that puts a hell of a lot more people into, into you know, got to do something mode. I'm not saying hero mode or anything like that, but got to cause a distraction, got to get him running further, got to do something that can change his situation. So I really did appreciate what this guy, what this guy did and the, the fact that he saved kids, could have saved our kids. You know what I mean? Turned out to be, uh, I'm reading his story and like after he, like he claimed to have gone in there and rescued kids. And then later his story came under question because he, I don't know. I don't want to. There's a, well, no. And I there's the guy, but uh, there seems to be some doubt about his story. Yeah, and but then I think they, he they, killed himself like the next no, year. No, see, that's that's where it's wrong. He he they they reneged on um from what I could from the articles that I read, they reneged on uh the whole idea that that he his time the timing wasn't right. Um okay. So they they later but he's still, I think he was found dead like a year later. Yeah, that, and he didn't kill Barrett. himself. That's the weird thing. Um, he was like 23 years old. Yeah, he's 23 years old. And from what I could gather, they found him in, in his barracks just dead. Um, okay. Which How does that happen? Well, see, here's the weird thing about it. There was a lot of talk at the time with that shooting that... Um, there was two shooters, but they couldn't right. find any people witnessed and said that they saw two shooters. And I don't want to disparage him either. But what difference does that make to his story? I mean, he still well, had, he heard shots and he went in and arrested right. the kids. Well, I don't want to disparage either, but it does it does you know it. I don't think I won't give a conspiracy that I've thought of, but it does lend to conspiracy. Why is this guy found dead? Um, and then they mentioned, they made a point of mentioning in at least one of the articles that, where well, he clearly wasn't, he clearly wasn't killed, like, but nobody was asking him die. killed, right. It's weird. Um, so there's something, there's something weird about his story. Um, I tend to believe that it was just a lot of pinky coincidence and that he was exactly right. what he said and that... It, unfortunately, for one reason or another, call it an aneurysm, a, a TIA, a stroke, uh, you know. Um, he, COVID shot. Yeah. <laughs> COVID well, shot. Well, it was 2019, uh, I think. He might have died. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, if he did have COVID, that's what will oh, be marked on us. Um, April but, 10, 2020. So, yeah, so it could have uh, been the vaccine. Yes. No, they didn't have the vaccine in 2020. Oh, yeah. Guys are gonna get us flagged. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Speaking of flags, now, did you bring up so all of these, a lot of these incidents, uh, people bring up false flags. Did you talk about that already? 
Now, I'm, I'm not a big, I don't like to promote the, even the, the discussion of false flags. Yeah, I don't see any, I mean, all the Alex Jones stuff, and he got into huge trouble with the Sandy, what was it, Sandy Hook? Yeah. Where he yeah. said the whole thing was staged. And Conspiracy actors. Kids like were actors and yeah. some nonsense like this. I mean, I don't know why the, every time there's a, like a shooting, I always like, well, that guy was planted there. It's so, it's weird. And then sometimes I, there are all, all are these weird coincidences, but um, I don't know. We're, we're living in a world with 8 billion people. There are going to be, and and there is the the linear thinking that we, we all share. You're going to have coincidences that match up nearly exactly. Most most children, I think we've said this before, but almost every child across the world, their first word is no, because it's the first word or in their language, whatever it is. But the the point being is that they all learn that first because that's what we say when we want to protect them. So yes, there eight billion people. You're going to have some shit repeat. And it's just going to be because, be because we're in some weird ways we're kind of a hive mind, um, and and it just happens that way. Um, his, I just, I feel like there's something hinky that we're going to hear about later. Um, I think it's sad, regardless. He was 23, but again, all these guys were like young and did what needed to be done. Um, there is a beauty and a bravery that comes with not knowing what how how incredibly mortal you actually are. Um, I did want to, um, to go outside of these ones. I found a couple other interesting stories. You guys might remember uh, the one, but the one that I thought was really cool was, um, so I was reading about James Blunt. He was actually uh, considered a hero for not shooting anybody. Um, apparently he was like, um, like a scout in, in the British, British uh, army. And uh, they were at a, they were at this airfield that the Russians had taken it over. I want to say it was in Kosovo, Sarajevo maybe. Um, and an American uh, general was like, you guys need to go in and take them out. And they were, they outnumbered the Russian soldiers pretty substantially, I guess. And uh, Blunt was like, not going to do it. We can, we can, there's other ways to do this. Like, they sing can a song. Tell, yeah, you can sing a song. You can tell how beautiful they are. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was about, he was about to tell this to the American general. And then the, his commander jumps in and he's like, no, we're not going to cause World War III because this would have been an act of aggression against the Russians, it could have been, it could have been bad. So instead, he surrounded the airport and they cut off their supplies. And then the Russians finally, they were like, look, can we just share the airport? <laughs> like it wasn't, it didn't even need to be, I guess, a, an aggressive, like a start shooting people kind of situation. It was just like one of those, uh, more political than it was anything else kind of situations. Um, it wasn't like the Russians weren't like shooting at them. They were just, they it's, had the airport. Using diplomacy, I guess. Is that what yeah, it was the diplomacy saved lives. And I, I just thought that was interesting because, yeah. you know, song's pretty good. I didn't know he, I didn't know he was at all on any level that 
that had any valor to him or anything. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, the other one, and this is more a story about heroes that save themselves. Um, do you guys remember? Uh, it was a it was a few years back. There are these three girls that were kidnapped by this yeah. this guy. I can't Cleveland, remember. I think. It was in Cleveland. Yeah. They were kidnapped by this guy, and he like he was just doing holding it. them in the basement or something. Yeah, and had he impregnated one? They had the baby in the house, like it was like a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, um, it's like that um, Brie Larson, that movie, The Room. Room. Yeah. Like that. that was a great movie. Yeah, I think this was probably based. The movie was probably based. Probably. On. Yeah. So there were three of them in there, and the one girl who he impregnated, and apparently it wasn't just. If I remember correctly, it wasn't just him. It was like his buddies. Like it was just a shady, shady mm -hmm. situation, and. Um, so the little, the, the baby girl, I guess she's not a baby at this point. Um, she goes down and I guess mom had taught her that you tell us if daddy, for lack of a better term, is there. And the baby came up and said, daddy wasn't there. And that's when she bolted. She grabbed the kid, bolted. She, they, had to, they had to like climb through this, the, the screen door, but like talk about brave. And now they're doing stuff with... Uh, with uh like you know missing children and and all that but this went over 10 years the one that was there the longest 10 years of abuse i mean phew. well hey zeus wait a minute though if i remember that story wasn't she trapped in the house and there was a guy eating his yeah. rib sandwich who helped her get out and, and yeah, there was a big McRib spike that year for McDonald's, actually. No, do you remember that though? Yeah, but he was he helped her after she was <laughs> like they got out on on their own. He the, he came and kind of got the assist. And the McRib, how did the McRib fit in? in I don't know. In the no, I'm no, I'm telling you, if you do a YouTube YouTube search <laughs> uh, of the McRib guy, the McRib Cleveland hero. It, it, they it, it no, no, no. He got to talk to the news and it went viral. That's that's all I can. Oh, he here. got to talk. To, oh, because he was talking about his McRib. Yes. Okay, we'll have to he add wasn't. that video at the end as well. <laughs> oh, if you can, Mike, if you can find it or Tom, it's it's. He cold. was just it's setting. Cold. He was upstairs in the house, I guess. That's no, he was a sandwich. He was, like a, he was on his porch. He was, was on the this, this is a case of false arches. <laughs> McDonald's set the whole thing up so they could have I'm telling you, I'm telling you, do a search, you'll find it. The McRib. All right. McRib. The McRib. I mean, is there anything is there anything that sandwich can't do? No, no You can't beat barbecue sauce. No, That's they need hilarious. to make it, they, they clearly need to make it available all throughout the year. Make heroes of all well, of us. But here's I, I not just to be a contrarian here, Zeus. I don't know if I would put that in as hero hero behavior. I think that's uh, super brave. I think it's helping yourself survive. I think it's you know desperate attempt at you know keeping your life. I don't know if it's a hero. I mean, does it really fit? I mean, in other words, here for it to be hero, well, you have to be kind of like unexpected. You're kind of thrown into the middle of something. I mean, well, maybe you, 
you're talking about three people, but the right. one is the one that facilitated their escape. Their escape. You know, that's so they all got out? Yeah, yeah. They all got out. They're all safe. I want I think he was found dead in prison. Godspeed. Um, uh, not too long after. But that, that tends to happen to your people that rape and, and do the child molesting. So good. Good. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to go out on a limb and say pedophiles should be hurt badly. I don't give a shit. Um, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Third rail. Yeah. Um, out on a limb. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Hanging off. Um, I mean, so that's what I had. I don't know if you guys had any that stood out for you that you recall. I mean, um, in, in wartime, there's, there's always a bunch in wartime, but like uh, Schindler's List from... I mean, Schindler was like trying to save as many as he could. Mm-hmm. Those guys like that. Um, I'm more talking, but but I'm more talking about like true grit, like like people like us, not a Schindler who was, you know. Well, he was just and, a businessman. I yeah, mean, he wasn't clearly, kind of, but you know, he went up against the Nazis. That's pretty big. I mean, that's not a. It was, nah, it was risking a lot. Sandwich, you know, risking a lot. Just risk a McRib. Sandwich. Yeah, he didn't. We're not, we're not talking McRib sandwiches here. We're talking <laughs> Nazis. Or, or, you know, the people that uh, hid Anne Frank. I mean, there's a bunch in wartime. I'm sure you could always find examples. Um, well, and especially if think. you look at. I mean, again, but I and, and that's why I was I was telling them at the beginning. You you weren't here. You showed up late. Um, but we were talking about <laughs> Zing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we were talking about how I, I kind of wanted to go away from like the people that their 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 plan B mode is like. I mean, yes, Schindler. Um, I was trying to keep it a little closer and kind of address society at large. Well, you brought but, up I mean, the yeah. war. You brought up the war guy in in England. Oh well, yeah, I was. But I was bringing up the the act of nonviolence, and I was just—he was like an honorable mention. I just thought that it was it was interesting. Well, Schindler would be the same. I mean, he didn't shoot the Nazis. He just—he <laughs> was saving people. Have you guys ever been in a? Here, here's a weird question, and this may just say more about me than that I probably shouldn't say. But have you ever been in a situation or in a place, and you're like, man? If something happened to me right now, I'd be totally dead because none of the people around here have any idea what CPR is. Or have you ever guys ever been in that situation? Yes. Every night when I go to sleep, <laughs> I have a little fear. That no, I, I just say not wake up. <laughs> like you know, like when we we're at the Million Nurses March in DC, I was like, man, oh, if yeah. I have a heart attack, this is great. Like there's a thousand nurses around here right but <laughs> like i was sitting in the in the auto shop having my car worked on this earlier this evening and i was just like man if i had a stroke or something i'd be dead because like no one around here would even <laughs> know the least thing last thing to do you know i like, remember you want a hero to be around like i don't like crowds but there's a better chance of having a hero in a crowd i guess i don't know so I remember after 9-11, I went to Pentagon City Mall, right? 
and they're telling everybody be vigilant look for things that are strange and i go <laughs> this was, was when i was uh more the cowardly zeus <laughs> i saw this guy standing in front of the mall he looked to be uh, from a certain region of the world. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to like you know pigeonhole anybody or, or, or be disparaging. But um, he was holding a video camera and just filming the entrance of the mall, um, which I found disconcerting because they talked about with like 9/11. They had those. The remember they showed pictures of like some of the terrorists um, scouting and, out like, stuff. Yeah, scouting stuff out, and that was the first thing I thought of. So I ran in and, you know, told security, got myself away from the situation. And they, this really pissed me off because they were just like, it was basically, yeah, yeah, we'll get around to it. I'm like, you're next to the Pentagon, you fucking morons. You're at a, this is what they were telling us on the news is a soft target. Like, we didn't even know what a soft target was before 9-11. We would, that, that was... That was thrown right into the, uh, the old uh, vocabulary of the entire United States, if not everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, so I've been, in, I've been in some of those situations where like, I wasn't going to go up to the guy. Fuck no. Because if he was a baddie baddie, I'd have been beat him. Kick, kick him in the kneecap, take the, take the camera, right? Yeah. I don't know. Flip a table over. Yeah, I've, I've been in a few of those situations. I was at a, a Jack might have been around for this one at my sister's. Remember my sister's house in McLean? We went there once or twice. Yeah, the older sister. I want to say, I don't, maybe you weren't there. there she had a party and a, a gun goes off upstairs. And this is my sister. I, I just, yeah, you weren't there. Um, I just found out. I never knew I had this sister. So, I didn't know where she was, so I ran upstairs. Uh, luckily, they had already, the situation was already clear, but eh, yeah, I don't know. Bravery is a scary fucking thing. Wait, what was it? Wait, so who shot who? Nobody shot anybody. The guy, the guy had a gun, shot it up in the air, just stupid and drunk, but scared the hell out of me. Um, but yes, so my guess, I, 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 I'm very familiar with those situations. Unfortunately, they seem to be far too prevalent in my life. What well, I want to know... That showed that you actually, I mean, if something happened, you took action. You went up there to, to see what was going on. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, and I've learned that I've got some capability to, like, shut down the, the flight, but I don't know if it's the smartest. It's a smart capability. <laughs> I think it's... Well, wait a minute, Zeus. Before you went upstairs, did you get all the canned goods and put them in a pillowcase? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no. I hadn't seen Bad Boys yet. Grabbed the McRib. Put, put threw that McRib in there down. too. Yeah. Sean Penn would not have saved my life that night. Um, Two cans in the pillowcase. I got yeah, it. Have you not seen Bad Boys, Mike? Uh, he used soda cans. I, I did. That was soda oh, cans. Oh, soda cans. Now, yeah, I, I, oh, unfortunately, I did see that movie quite a bit. So I just got to ask all of us looking at um, Mike's screen there. I just want to ask where have all the good men gone? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. You don't get it? 
I don't. I didn't get the you know, picture. It's a Bonnie Raitt video. From, I I need a hero, or holding uh -oh. out for a hero. I know the song. God. Yeah. Bonnie now, did that song. Bonnie. No, Bonnie Taylor. Yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie Taylor. Tyler. Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. What was the movie? Well, oh, now we're just Footloose. Where's your tangent uh, background? <laughs> Footloose, I think. And then they used it in Shrek too. Or the second Shrek, I think, okay. as well. It's safe to say we can cut I off. I don't know, man. It was either this or Voltron. <laughs> I don't know. That's... Who's behind you, Zeus? Uh, that is... A young... A young... The guy that... Uh, the guy just... The guy who uh, just took out the shooter in the mall. I thought it was a young oh. Joe Biden, the way he was creeping behind you there. <laughs> wow, he was sniffing my hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Away. So, Jack, um, what is it you usually say around this time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does anyone have – so, wait, real quick, though. I got to – does anyone have any examples of when they leapt into action – over something could be small. I mean, obviously, not everyone's gonna get a GoFundMe page or save people's lives. But did you ever like do something spontaneous and selfless? Mm, mainly with the kids, <laughs> I would. I would think you always kind of what you always with the kids. Oh yeah, it's kind of like uh, step in between them and danger. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, but I, I don't know if I ever put my life on the line. Like I never <laughs> dove into a swimming pool, or and even that wouldn't be anything because I know how to swim more or less. <laughs> um, so no, I got to give that a big no. I don't, I don't think I've ever rushed against anybody with a gun or a knife or yeah, no, nah, it's a big I mean, no. I'm, I'm a selfish person. I'm sorry. I said, I guess I'm a selfish person, or I haven't had the opportunity, like Mike said. Yeah, the opportunity hasn't happened yet. The opportunity is a huge part of it. It's it's um uh, at the end of the the uh, slides that I sent, there was a great line that I read. It was, uh, "Heroes are made by the past they choose, not the powers that they're they're graced with." So, I mean, that says it all. It's not. It's it's what you choose to do in the moment. You don't necessarily have to be. I mean. I, Conveniently, I am a big guy. Um, I'm kind of quick. I mean, I'm and I don't, I don't intimidate. I don't intimidate easy, which, which allows me some of that. But I've never put myself in in mortal danger. But I, I've I've jumped in a few situations, but I probably shouldn't have. You know, but I wouldn't call it heroic. I would just call it a getting shit done you know it's just how my dad raised me you know you you, you know and i think that has a lot to do with it back to the whole you know having a male role model my 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 stepfather swam across a bayou in louisiana and i i think i told you guys about this where i got burnt on the hand and the face and he dragged a boat like rope over his shoulder swimming into the shore and in the bayou uh there's alligators everywhere like so, you know, that's a, there's some pretty big shoes to fill. I, I haven't done anything that even resembles that, but, 
I'd like to think that if the opportunity arose and I was able to do something and safely walk away from it, I, I probably would. I don't know. What do you guys think? What would you do? Yeah, I mean, again, I think everyone would like to think they would. I would like to think I would. I mean, they, I, I've stopped on a few occasions to help people when they were in a car accident, but that's not, like, I wasn't putting myself in danger. But, um, yeah, I think when I was younger, I'd probably think less about it than I would now with a child. Honestly, I'd be like, I don't want to get killed in some stupid, some stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and like watch someone get killed or something, but yeah, I would definitely, I'd definitely be more hesitant now than I was when I was younger, hundred percent, because I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, orphaning my child or something. But other than that, I mean, who uh -huh. I mean, I think there's something, I think, you know, for certain people, you know, you guys like the Marvel stuff more than I do, but I like, everyone loves heroes and hero stories. And when you're a kid and you're playing Star Wars figures or whatever, you, you know, or cops and robbers or whatever, you, you imagine yourself in a heroic role. So I think at least culturally, it's kind of ingrained in us that that is a desirable thing, whether we measure up to it or not. I think it's something that everyone kind of like also, to think that they would behave that way. I also don't think that unlike the, the villains in our story tonight, um, who probably a lot of them do want to go out you know, suicide by, by cop. Um, I think most heroic people don't dive into the situation with their own mortality as what they feel in the front of their mind. Um, you bring up the, uh, the Ronald Reagan assassination. Wasn't there a guy that jumped in front of uh, yeah. John Hinckley? Was it James Brady? Yeah, the Brady Bill is all about him. He got shot in the head. I think he's he still alive. For the president, man. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see, this is kind of a tangent, but not too far, but have you ever seen the, the video of Reagan? It's like a month and a half after, after. Uh, yes. the, and there was like a, a noise and. He yeah, said, balloon pops. And, yeah. and there's this audible gasp and then he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> no, he said, miss me. Miss oh, me. Yeah, miss me. That's right. But, yeah. Some people definitely have bravery in, in their DNA. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did this this one. Um, I think we needed something that was talking about something a little more positive uh, in society. I, it's, it's nice talking about people doing the right things and not, not causing harm to others through their own indifference or their own rage. Um, like, like Jack, if, if a snake is coming at you this weekend... <laughs> I'll be right on it. I'll, I'll jump in front of you, and you, I'll, I'll take that snake bite for you. Yeah, Jack. Jack's gonna be. Jack's gonna be George Costanza running out of the building on fire, <laughs> pushing down old lady. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, sorry, Dana. <laughs> so, do any of you guys know first aid or Heimlich maneuver or anything? Just curious. I don't know anything about it. Knows anything? It would make me feel a lot more comfortable if you guys. Brushed no, up on your Heimlich here's, here's the thing. I training. can ask you how you feel about your mortality. That's what mm. I mean. 
<laughs> while he's joking. <laughs> while I'm joking. Like, how do you how do you feel about that joking? Let's have a discussion. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of which, I don't know if we want to wrap this up because we've been yeah. on for a while now, boys. But maybe yeah. we could talk about the camping trip, maybe via text, because I think it's getting kind of late. It's kind of late. Yeah, right. and I, I gotta check out, but we can do text thread. Yeah. yeah, I need to know. I need to know what to bring, boys. Okay. And I'm planning on being there Friday yes, and Saturday. And um, the All fair. Right. Well, we've been on we've been on for a yeah. while. It's, it's time to wrap things up. Let's <laughs> let's let's wrap this up. Go get okay. some McRibs. Hey, thanks a lot, Zeus. Good, good, good job, Zeus. Good All right, job. thanks. Fun time, guys. Take care. Yep. So you have to click on the slide, Mike. Yeah, and I played this. Uh, there we go. Now click it. Yeah, it's not. You have to hit control and left click. <laughs> You guys seeing this? You guys see no. any video? No. no.